Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Are you ready to start? Yeah. All right. Three, two. Welcome to the Healing Uncensored podcast. My name is Sarah Small. And I'm a health and mindset coach for women with autoimmune disease just like you. I absolutely love helping you tap into your self-healing power, uncover the energetic side of healing, and release limiting beliefs around your body and your life. Think of this podcast as everything you wouldn't hear at your doctor's office. It's a place for empowered souls to move beyond food and heal themselves on a soul level. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Now let's begin. Hi, Andrew. Welcome back to the Healing Uncensored podcast. It's good to be back, Sarah. <laughs> Do you want to tell the audience that, uh, what news and updates we have? Um, you tell them. I get to tell them? Yeah. We're engaged. Silent screaming over here. <laughs> Those are good effects. Mm-hmm. So we got engaged. Yes. On Nantucket Island. Correct. And Pukama. out on Pakama Point mm-hmm. that you're obsessed with saying. Mm-hmm. And now we're ready to start wedding planning and hoping to get married by next year, sometime next year. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? About marrying me. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> I hope so. Very good. I mean, you asked. Yes, very. I feel very good okay but i wasn't sure if you were asking about the wedding planning planning part well let's talk about that for a second so how do you feel about the process so far 
full disclosure, we've been engaged for about a week. Mm-hmm. We're already starting to think about planning, and mm-hmm. it's been a little bit of a roller coaster already. <laughs> so tell me how you feel. Stressed as fuck. <laughs> we don't want to have a huge wedding. We want to keep it simple, but we're finding that we know a lot of people, and there's a lot of special and important people in our lives, and that weddings easily blow up into this giant thing that I think many of you can probably relate to. So we're starting to get creative. Yes. Yeah. Attempting to get as creative as possible. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. We're looking at a venue, our first venue tonight, and I think it's going to be a journey. I think we have to keep reminding each other and ourselves to like zoom out of the process and take a couple deep breaths and think about what we really want out of this day Mm -hmm. instead of what's expected of us. Yes, I already told my mom uh, when I talked to her no on multiple things. What did she want? Um, She wanted, well, she didn't want anything. She just mentioned um, a few things like just suggestions. Okay. And I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good test of our energetic boundaries and being able to say now and and now. Do you you hear how I said that? Mm -hmm. Say now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Say no and and, uh, stick up for what we really are wanting. Yeah, for what's us and not what's other people. Okay. Yep. So I wanted you back on for another episode because I wanted to talk a little bit about spiritual growth and growing in a relationship with a partner. So, you know, versus being single and going through your own kind of process of transformation, what it looks like when you start to transform and you're in a relationship. So... Tell me about some of the spiritual growth, transformation, or like phases that you have been through. I'm thinking of one in particular, if you want me to sure. Fire away. feed you a little info. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so shortly after Jordan passed, you really dove into yourself. Mm -hmm. and uh it was like around the time when you were reading that book spiritual warrior Mm -hmm. and good book by the way (laughs) plug for spiritual Warrior. who's the author do you remember it's on the bookshelf somewhere um i don't know it'll come to me yeah well i'm thinking of that period where you really started to dig in to some of uh your own shadow and work on yourself Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, it was, I mean, that's really a really big question. It was multifaceted. It was complicated. Um, one of the first things I did was reach out to two friends of mine who are very in tune um, and very knowledgeable and very helpful. One of them is one of my very best friends, Zach, and the other one is one of my very best friends, Alex. Both of them come at it from a very different angle. Um, But one of the first conversations I had was, what does meditation look like? Uh, How can I start? 
and what does it do? Because I understood the general sort of concept, but not any specifics. And I had never really talked to anyone who had ever really been deep into it. And um, my friend Zach was pretty deep into it. And it was literally a conversation with him and his wife at a coffee shop in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So then you started doing some of your own meditation and like reading some, they weren't all like maybe labeled personal development books, but like some of that genre and finding like YouTubes or, or podcasts that I think just challenged your mind, right? And like made you think about how you wanted to live your life and like what practices you wanted to have in your life like meditation yeah i mean a lot of it was more um working on delving into myself so a lot of stuff that i was seeking was stuff that i hadn't spent time thinking about previously like i was always very differential to others um, prior to this and even to the point like we've talked about early on in our relationship, you have remarked um, that I would never ask you for anything. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like, even if we were sitting on a couch, I would never be like, Hey, will you grab me a cup of water? Mm-hmm. I would just get up and do it. And then I would ask you if you needed anything. I wouldn't ever just ask you for help yeah, or for just something very, you know, insignificant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remember? <laughs> Remember, uh, we had a conversation like three or four years ago when I lived in the apartment in Ravenswood, Chicago, and you were over one time and I was like, you know, you've never sat down on my couch before. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. It was like you were like asking for permission to sit down or something or maybe maybe you just weren't comfortable yet. I don't know. Or like just couldn't relax almost. It was more just me like not being being unsure. Yeah. But also not being, um, well, one of my love languages as far as the outward from me mm-hmm. that I have found is acts of service. Yeah. Um, I like to do things for people. And I think it's partially because um, I just enjoy doing them, but it also, you know, I guess subsequently is, makes me feel good. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, so I did that. Um, and then I got into meditation by starting with some very simple guided meditations, mm-hmm. which were enormously helpful. There's actually some on Spotify or just, you know, the YouTube avenue but i found some on spotify that i I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. and then through that was mostly through alex i mean i'm sorry zach and then alex gave me some interesting um thoughts and ideas on well i guess we could label them Mm self-help things books podcasts yada yada yeah and I dove into those two, and it was helpful. So you had, like, that's just one example of, like, a period in your life where you were deciding consciously and intentionally that you wanted to 
feel better and change some of your habits and routines. And I know you've been through others before we were together and now subsequently since we've been together. I even see you kind of going through one right now where you're like, you said this morning, like I want to, and I've noticed too, like you've been reading in the mornings before you get out of bed instead of um, scrolling on your phone or Mm -hmm. getting outside and, and just either meditating or just getting into nature first thing where it's just these small habit changes. So you've had these different like cycles, right? We all cycle and we go through these patterns and shifts and then I've had my own too and they don't always line up. And so what is your perspective on some of the transformations that I've gone through or do any stand out to you strongly or anything? Yes. Um, That's another very big question. I mean, from the time I first met you to now, I could make an argument that you are almost a completely different person. (laughs) Um, not at the core uh, some portions of the core okay because some of the portions some of the bits of your core previously didn't serve you and so I've shed a lot of that yeah I guess if your core is like an onion uh-huh. or like an orange I guess you peeled off some of that and shed it Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was very much part of your core and part of well, and who you were. My habits, yeah, personality, yeah, thought patterns, and beliefs, yeah. yeah, everything changed a lot. Um, big shifts. I mean, there's a series. I mean, big shifts with Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, shifts with some things that happened in Detroit. Right before, well, five, six months before we moved to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the shifts you've gone through since we've lived in Colorado as you've developed your business and, you know, when you quit your old job, that was basically like a parasite sucking all <laughs> of your energy out of you. Yeah. Um, yeah, several major shifts. Uh-huh. Do you... So you've seen me go through these different phases and I've been on kind of like this continual self-development journey since Jordan died, I would say, but that there's also been some moments within that and in shorter periods of time that have been more intense than others. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like when I quit my job and Mm -hmm. decided to to do autoimmune tribe full time and, and, and make that shift in my life. So for people listening, what what challenges do you feel like come up when your partner is kind of going through this breaking down and rebuilding and whether that's just because they want they're not happy with an aspect of their life and they want to be happier and, and more fulfilled or uh, I, I you know most of the women listening have chronic illness and so that's a whole uh, transformation in itself is like if you want and have those that desire to heal this breaking down and and then rebuilding yourself and, and really starting to rewire your brain and your thought patterns to release the limiting beliefs and form new beliefs that are supportive of your health and your joy and your happiness. So as the partner in that, and we, I mean, we're both partners in that. So I've seen you go through some transformations and you've seen me go through transformations. What, what do you feel like is challenging about that? If anything? Um, 
well the challenging part is multifaceted i mean it doesn't it's always going to be challenging no matter what but that's the point of it right growth and change and positive progress should be challenging um that doesn't mean it should be hard or bad but it should be challenging because that's what you're doing you're challenging yourself and through that challenging your partner I was just going to ask, so when you see me, you know, wanting to up-level myself or my health or whatever it is, does that make you want to come along for the ride or does that make you um, frustrated or does it make you resistant or, I mean, I, so I have my own answer, but I want to hear what you had to say. No, I mean, I, I, I think if it made, if it made me feel anything but wanting to support you and help you and proud of you then we should reconsider this engagement <laughs> um and reconsider our living situation yeah because that's the point of it yeah. now i will say from a relationship standpoint it is not always as you know like my spiritual growth and the amount of time I spend delving into myself will ebb and flow. Like mm -hmm. you mentioned, sometimes it will be periods of more intense and then life gets busy with things. So it takes a bit of a backseat temporarily. But, you know, if you're really determined to do it, you'll circle back around to it. Mm -hmm. That being said, it doesn't always match up with your ebbs and flows. Right. Sometimes it does and they can sort of synchronize a bit. Sometimes it does not. Mm -hmm. um, the... The things that I've noticed is, yes, sometimes it will be grating. You'll feel like your relationship is each of you on one side of a cheese grater for a time as one person is growing because that's oftentimes pretty emotional work and it can make things a little turbulent mm -hmm. at home. But the perspective that I have is... I'm able to step back and see that that turbulence is just the path to clearer skies and smoother sailing. Mm -hmm. And an elevated sky, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're going to be, you're rising above the turbulence as opposed to sinking below the turbulence. Finding clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Calm, clarity, growth. Um, my view on this is if you have, and this is directly out there to you guys listening, that if you have a partner that is not supportive of your growth, then you should probably add some introspection into your practice concerning your relationship with that partner because it takes two to tango, so to speak, for mm -hmm. sure. Because if your partner cannot be supportive and happy, or happy for you while you better yourself, then I would say 100% they are an anchor weighing you down or just, you know, weight in your pack that you don't need to shoulder and carry up the mountain. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes when, um, and so my answer to that too is just that uh, when I see you deciding to even make small little transformations or um habit changes and, and or just your own growth in your own way that looks different than mine 
it always makes me really happy to see that you want to do that and that you're, you know, taking your own initiative to do that. But that then I'm like, oh, this, this also like makes me want to look at my own patterns and habits mm-hmm. as well. So I, I think it, you inspire me in that way. Um, yeah, it should be inspirational. I right. mean, that's, that's like, if you're, if your partner can't derive any inspiration from growth that you're doing, like I said, it's a, that's a tough situation to be in because I think that some um, partnerships so say I was going to um, make a lot of like dietary changes or uh, I've had women in in my group programs before you know delve into oracle and tarot cards and Mm -hmm. their partner be like don't you know are you turning into a witch and (laughs) don't bring that voodoo in here and like or the woman just being really really hesitant to, to even like bring the cards out into the open because she doesn't know what people are going to think. And mm-hmm. I think that if, um, when, cause I know this happens, I've heard I've, people have told me in, in the community this before that if their partner is not supporting them through, whether it's the dietary changes or the, the Oracle card practice that oftentimes the, um, it's just that the person who is trying to change is reflecting back to the person who doesn't want to change their shadow And I mean that in that, uh, you know, especially food's an easy example where it's like I'm making all these dietary changes for my health and, and, you know, it's been recommended to me and the partner isn't ready for change and might be judging themselves because they're not ready to change. And so then they, they get angry at the person who's trying to change instead of just realizing that they have resistance or they have fear or... And I think fear is a big portion of that because, you know, fear breeds insecurity. And if you see, oh, man, my partner is starting all this growth and they're making these super positive changes, you know, their fear could be, oh, shit, they're going to, you know, whether it's outgrow me outgrow me, or whether yeah. it's health and fitness, maybe, oh, God, they're going to turn into this sexy beast. Right. It's all about and survival and yeah. our, our entire lives in different ways. It's like we're in the survival mode of like. Right. Well, he's going to outgrow me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would get when you get down to it, we're still animals. Mm-hmm. You know, we are higher order thinkers, but we still have instincts and our instincts can be overridden to some extent, but they're still there and fear is one of the is probably the most base and primal of instincts and yeah. It's a huge driver and it manifests itself in many ways. But I think um, the idea that if your partner is resistant to a change you're making, it could be that resistance could be related to their fear of you outgrowing them, or mm-hmm. it could be related to their own, you know, insecurities. I also think that. Um, it's possible to develop these practices in relation to like what you said, as far as like some of your listeners delving into tarot Mm -hmm. or Oracle cards, Mm -hmm. that can be a private practice, Mm -hmm. but the results of the, of that private practice, definitely that growth that comes from it definitely need to be expressed. Mm -hmm. And, mutually accepted and like i said these changes can be like a cheese grater at times so 
just because your partner expresses hesitancy or or fear or sort of mocks you, makes fun of you at first a little bit, doesn't mean through time, a little bit of time, explanation, giving examples that the partner won't come to see the value and eventually accept it and maybe even adopt it. Right. So, you know, if one of the women listening, it decides to start using Oracle cards for guidance in her life or to feel more grounded or confident or something, you know, even if she's doing that in a room with the door locked by herself, but then when she, you know, leaves that room, she has a little like more confidence to her or she's more grounded or she uh, has more clear decision making, you know, the partner in that relationship is going to see those results and changes and then that's a reason to support the the use of oracle or tarot so i actually speak since we're on that subject what was your feeling when i started using cards i actually think you started using them a little bit before i was really fully aware of it <laughs> sort of like this private practice right yeah um I didn't have misgivings or anything like that. I was just like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But it's also, for me, it makes sense with you. Other relationships may be very different. You know, coming from different backgrounds, if you're just sort of developing this new growth um, sort of frame of mind mm -hmm. and, and these new growth aspirations suddenly throwing tarot tarot cards or, or oracle cards or you know trying to read crystals whatever it may be mm -hmm. may definitely throw some people for me in our relationship i was just like okay yeah that, that <laughs> that's tracks. the natural path <laughs> yeah that, that tracks i think again, if you started sacrificing goats in the backyard that would be a different situation <laughs> well i think that's the important note here too is that i think that so many people not so many. I think some people, maybe it's so many, I'm not sure, but see Oracle and Tarot as this witchy, religious, like, I don't even know, thing when they're not educated on it. And so as a partner who has no idea, except for they know that like uh, witches, gypsies, whatever people, psychics use these cards might have judgment. But like you said, if you explain that these cards are have nothing to do with religion and are like a lot of the decks are simply affirmations, right? So you're just pulling a card with a supportive belief or affirmation to help inspire your day. And other ones are, yes, goddesses or angels or related to health or I have a unicorn deck. <laughs> There's a million different types of decks, but... Uh, it brings up the shadow in people when the partner reacts in a negative way. You may just be doing something that is unknown to them or uncomfortable to them that triggers this reaction of, well, I don't know anything about it, so it must be bad or something. Like they label it right away instead of asking, like, you know, what are these cards all about? Why are you using them? How are they helping you? And to me, that's a healthier conversation than, than judgment, you know, up front. Yeah, I agree. I think the the adage of you always fear what you don't understand mm -hmm. is applicable here. I think generally in the sort of 
pop culture of tarot cards and everything, we have these visions of, you know, these little shops down an alley. You walk in and it's dark. You go through a curtain. and That's my favorite. A person, you know, <laughs> and typically a woman, you know, in this robe and regalia <laughs> that's like sitting behind a crystal what ball. i look for in every new city i go to <laughs> yeah you know and i, I think that's but the can... sort of that's the sort of sort of image that is conjured huh? yeah conjured uh-huh. um with this stuff and i think there's a lot of people who think that is make-believe and movie and mm-hmm. you know just outside of their comfort zone. I think yeah. we have to honor that as, and realize that some people are just not ready for that or don't fully understand it. So we are talking about how we've been through these cycles of growth and sometimes they're together and we support each other, maybe making a same change. Or other times I'm going through this intense time period in my life and and you don't have that experience at the time, but then it's you know your cycle comes later. Uh, and... What about moments, can you think of any periods of our relationship, time periods of our relationship that have been where we've both been kind of like stagnant? And what do you feel like we've done to kind of get out of that stagnant energy? Where we've both been stagnant at sort of the same time? Yeah. Do you feel Hmm. like there's been any moments like that? I don't... mm, Prior to Jordan dying yes Mm -hmm. but we were also at a very different i don't think either of us were aware of it i think now we may have blips but i'm talking about very short Mm -hmm. periods of time like days or two where yeah i can feel we're both kind of in a funk but just for like the day yeah or even i mean it could even go like it's a really shitty week. I had a crappy week at work. Mm-hmm. You've been overly busy because it happens. It happens with everybody. If you're yeah. if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're a stay-at-home dad, a teacher, a corporate lawyer, a cop, a doctor, whatever it may be, you'll have times where you're just slammed busy and your introspection takes a back seat Mm -hmm. and sometimes that happens to line up it's happened to us i think Mm -hmm. like i said in smaller smaller blips Mm -hmm. and i realize it because i will step back and realize wow we are both like being shitty to each other (laughs) for no fucking good reason that i can point out right what's happening yeah and we don't have long periods of that i i think now uh, because we're both committed to growth on a bigger picture, bigger level, I believe that like we're not always going to line up and have that growth, the same type of growth at the same time. But like me as a human being, as Sarah Small, I am fully like I got all my cards on the table. Is that the right thing? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I got all my cards on the table. Like I want to keep evolving I don't want to stay the same my hair color changes like every two months I want to keep growing and I don't want to feel stuck and like when I look at myself in five years at at this version of myself I want to say that I've have changed and evolved and grown and and deepened my perspective or, or learning 
And I think that you feel that way too. I think that you want to continue to evolve and grow and you have that personal commitment and I have that personal commitment so that we don't end up kind of having periods of stagnation for, for too long. Mm-hmm. Well, this brings up a couple of thoughts in my head and that is one, I, I think some people think partners have to grow at the same pace but I think it's all dependent on where you're starting from, um, you know, and, and how big these leaps in change could be, depend on where you're starting from. I also think that the growth that you do doesn't have to be, like you said, the same type of growth. I think one of the ways to encourage, we talked about this in the last episode we did together, Mm -hmm. is just open dialogue. And that can be, I don't think anything should be shielded. Everything should be laid out. All your cards should be on the table. Glad I got that one right. Um, The other thing is, I think one of the healthiest things you can do in a relationship, any type of relationship is you have to have a certain level of, um, certain level of, I guess, selfishness, you know, because you can't take care of anyone else unless you take care of you. That goes for kids. That goes for a significant other that goes for friendships. Um, so take care of you first. So find a practice that works for you and baby steps. You know, and then I think it will definitely have positive, a positive impact on your relationship. The third thing is it makes me think of how we are so quick to compare, whether it's in a relationship, me comparing myself to Sarah, vice versa, or me comparing myself to my friends. Like, oh man, dude, his spiritual practice is rad. He's so much better at this shit than me. Or even in the age is going to make me sound super old, the age of social media. But all of that stuff is curated to show the very best. It's rare for a person on social media to literally just document everything, both the rough and the good, and just real life. And even then, they're still selecting what they're gonna what they're gonna show you. So I think the best way to put it is. Compare yourself to the previous version of yourself. And whether that's in your diet, your healthy diet changes you're making, your health status, if you say, man, I did this detox and I have so much more clarity or I have less H. pylori or I have a much better handle on managing my symptoms of my chronic illness, or whether it's in the gym and you're looking at the person next to you like, damn, that person looks great, but you know you don't know where they started. So compare yourself to the previous version of you. I love that. That's beautiful. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Why do we always record these on the ground? Because I am most comfortable on the ground. <laughs> We're just lying on the ground with the microphone in between us, talking into it. Mm-hmm. Bella came in here for a little bit of our conversation, our dog. She always wants to be part of the party. So 
I just want to say thank you for sharing and being open and vulnerable. And I want to give you an opportunity to share anything else that came up for you during this conversation. Besides Bella's butthole in my face at one point. <laughs> That's what you get for lying on the ground and recording a podcast. <laughs> I like the ground. Um, yeah, I, I mean, so many things you, you could... I could ramble on for hours because I'm full of hot air, but need your own podcast, honey. Yikes. That would be terrifying. <laughs> um, I think the biggest things to take from this are growth. Think about it when you were just hitting puberty. Growth is not always a comfortable thing. You know, um, for me, my feet got huge. I shot up. Like, I don't even know. I grew so fast and I was super tall, super skinny with huge feet. My voice cracked like crazy and it was extremely uncomfortable. And looking back at, at that, I can realize it because I look to where it got me and I'm happy with it. So comparing myself to a previous version of myself mm -hmm. and just remember that the... Our relationships that we have, they should be work. Like I said, progress should be challenging. But that's the point of it because with challenge comes big rewards. So your relationship should be challenging. It's funny you say that. I feel like when I was younger, I avoided like all conflict and I hated commitment and confrontation <laughs> I can confirm that <laughs> and so I thought that my ideal relationship was one that had no challenges like it was just a walk in the park piece of cake like just so easy and that people who had struggles and challenges like didn't have a good relationship mm -hmm. and now I'm realizing that that walk in the park would be the boringest fucking thing it's ever white, it's, it's, white, it's white bread <laughs> it's white bread yes it's literally white bread and that i love that we challenge each other and that that's a huge part of our healthy relationship and the way that we've grown into where we are now and but it's so different from where I, where I came from and what I thought I wanted. Uh, but I think it just goes to show you that you can always change your mind and that uh, the challenge is not always a bad thing. Yeah, the challenge will be the most rewarding thing. And it will make the easy moments seem even easier. I mean, like we just got back from vacation and it, we had our challenges while we were getting there. But once we got there, it was pretty smooth sailing, mm -hmm. you know, and... That's obviously a very specific example, but just goes to show it took 30 hours to travel halfway across the country, and that should never be the case. Right. We could have driven there in that time. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, but it made us getting there even sweeter. And that being said, with the challenge and the progress, if it gets to a point where it's not serving you, i.e. a relationship, whether that's with a friend, a family member, a significant other, or even parts of yourself. It might be that is then an opportunity for you to really dive deep in that 
and do some introspection and figure out if that is worth carrying. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, do the challenging thing and shed it because it's just going to anchor you down to where you are and prevent you from growing. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Love you too. We'll see you guys next time. Hope you enjoyed our, our banter. Bye. Bye. for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed our conversation about spiritual growth when you are in a relationship. And if you are looking to really hone in on your spiritual gifts and unleash your intuition, your higher self, that guide that is within each and every one of you, I invite you to join me in the Autoimmune Tribe Facebook group for five days starting this coming Monday. And we're going to be going through the intuitive games. This is my second time hosting the intuitive games. And it's just a fun opportunity for you to test some of your intuitive abilities, see what feels challenging, what comes naturally to you, so you can really tap into those spiritual gifts. It is completely free, just in the Facebook group. So I'll drop a link in the show notes and come join us. See you next time.